Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Josh Peterson and Ravi Lula here on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. Brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Also brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. And, of course, our good friends at Coors Light keeping Nebraska chill. Wanted to get to a couple of text messages. Uh, I think I'm going to disagree with both of them, but you know what? That's okay. Uh, let's see. Did this person have a name? This is Nick from St. Louis. Nice Add his uh, name into our little system. Nick from St. Louis says, take Mickey on next year as interim. Give him a little pay. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like it either. Give him a little pay bump and give him a real chance to earn it. If it doesn't go well, then do your coaching search. That way there's no stones unturned. Robbie? No. Yeah, that on Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick, thank you for listening. No, that is a really bad idea. That's a terrible idea. It's a really bad idea. Uh, another text oh, from the 402. Geez. This person doesn't include their name. But says, I mean, just you can't recruit with your internet. Exactly, like, exactly. It, it, it doesn't work for a lot of reasons. But, but the plus, first, from a practical standpoint, that's why every coach ever still has three years left on their contract. Or 20. Because you always have to have at least three years left on a contract or nobody comes to your school. Also... Okay, so how do you how do you recruit the next coach? How do you, that that would go over like a lead balloon in so many circles? No, uh, a text no, from the four hundred two. No. Uh, are we really bashing Notre Dame for hiring Freeman and using him as a negative for potentially hiring Mickey Freeman, a guy who has number one recruiting class and is five and three with a loss to Ohio State? When the next two down their starting quarterback, maybe we should listen to afternoon guys and go with Aranda, who is four and three with his own guys after taking over what rule built back up. Hey, I'm one of the afternoon guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Look, I, I think the point that the caller was trying to make, and I think it's a valid one, is that that hire was made. I think it was an emotional hire. It was, a, it was look, whether you, it works out can, or not. It was can, an emotional hire. You cannot deny that it was an emotional hire because it was. They. they I mean, look at the videos in the locker rooms they, the and the players. The players. The players it was almost like Rudy, where they were going yes. up and rallying for him with the athletic director. Which, listen, I really like Marcus Freeman. Me too. I probably wouldn't have hired him as a head coach for a couple more years. Yeah. Because he, I think it was 36. Dude, he had just been at Cincinnati as D.C., then he went to Notre Dame as D.C., and now he's that like, coach. I mean, like, you're talking about, like, a Jim Leonard level of inexperience here, which is why I was not a fan of Jim Leonard when people were bringing him up for the Nebraska job, um, which I never understood. I really like Marcus Freeman. I would have loved for him to get a couple more years under his belt mm -hmm. as a Power 5 coordinator at least before he got a head coaching job of that magnitude. Notre Dame is just an enormous job. And again, I think if they give him enough time, it will work out eventually, because I think he's a good coach. But it was an emotional decision, one way or another. It's not to say it was a bad hire, but generally you should not make these decisions emotionally. Yeah, That's uh, all we were saying. Doubting on Twitter says, Chris Kleiman, say his name. There, I said his name. I've heard that he won't leave there for uh, Nebraska, by the way. 402-951-1620. Bruce is up next. Hello, Bruce. Bruce? Bruce? Going once. 
Going twice. Bruce is gone. Bruce is gone. 402-951-6800. That means one line's open. That means a line is open. See, I know how this works. Hi, Jim. You've been in here a couple times lately. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, man. You know, in the last uh, seven or eight weeks since the beginning of the season, I, you guys may have talked a little bit about this, but I haven't really caught it. Kind of might have been my fault. But <clears throat> I recall that during the Northwestern game, first game of the season, or the North Dakota game, there was two, the announcers for one of those games, they were having a conversation about the understanding of where Wibble stood on what kind of offense philosophy he had compared to Scott Frost. And in their belief, they thought, they thought that Scott Frost was more of an option-oriented coach, being a head coach at Nebraska, and that his offensive coordinator was more of a West Coast offense. And we Nebraska fans, we understand when I hear people talk about a West Coast offense, we don't want nothing to do with it. We didn't want nothing to do with it after after the guy we had after Solich, and we still don't want nothing to do with it. Now, I bring that up for a reason, because today, a prime example of what happened today, after our starting quarterback got hurt, uh, they put in um, Smothers. Mm-hmm. And they put him in till close, well, obviously at the end, end of the half, and and they thought, well, they were good. They were told that Purdy was going to start, but they put Smothers in. And then, of course, when the second half started, they didn't continue with Smothers. They continued with Purdy mm-hmm. because they say Purdy was more of a pass-oriented quarterback. Correct. I'm sorry to say this, but in my belief for the whole season, and it has to do with our offensive coordinator, Wimbo, it seems to me that he has more control of the team than our previous head coach, Scott Frost, and our coach right now, Mickey Joseph, because those head coaches are the leader of the team. They should make the decision. Now, I know that Scott Frost's past history of option football ain't nothing like Tom Osborne. We all know that. But we also know that he played option football for Tom Osborne. So did Mickey Joseph. But, you know, it's interesting to me when I listen to, um, broad, uh, you know, the sports writers talk to the coaches and ask them questions. It's interesting that the questions are never asked about where, where do you as a head coach, Mickey Joseph or Scott Frost, where do you stand on the philosophy of what kind of offense you want to run? That That is not clearly stated and has never been since Scott Frost and unless I missed it, since Scott Frost was hired back in 2018 for the 2018 season, and I, I just I just don't understand why uh, we here in Nebraska, understanding Nebraska's football history and understanding how good option ball was for us during the Osborne years, I don't understand why when we get a, a coach like Todd, Scott Frost or Mickey Joseph or somebody who's uh, Nebraska oriented understands Nebraska football. I heard a caller earlier tonight talk about wanting to get somebody that has nothing to do with Nebraska football, which I totally disagree. We have a few out there that we can still use. But the point is, is uh, why are we – I keep on – I have people tell me all the time, Jim, option football is no good anymore. Option football is deleted. It's, it's outdated. It's not worth it. Where, Canceled. Where in the, in the history of Nebraska football have we ever listened to what everybody else had to say when we, we made our own decisions? That's kind of what I and, – and, again, uh, the reason why I bring this up with Smothers is because there was two games earlier this season that he was put in for one play. 
Mm-hmm. Each one of those one plays in different games, one play in one game, I can't remember which game, and the other play in the other game, and that one play that he played was an option ball. And he got seven, nine to ten yards on each play. Oh, my God, really? So, you know, let's talk more about to the head, ask the head coaches, which direction do you want us to go with, op, with offense? Now, obviously, Mickey Joseph did the right thing with the defense. That, that, that was totally correct what he's doing. For some reason, Chandler's defense wasn't as good as it has been for the last two seasons, and that's why he was let go by Mickey Joseph. So I'm not going to say any more. I just want to hear what you guys have to say about that. All right. Thanks for the call, Jim. That was a roller coaster of a phone call. Okay, so I'm going to – I'm sorry. i got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Chance. Um, Chance. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and Chandler got me so good at <laughs> Chandler and Wimbo. Um, Jim, thank you for the call. I promise we won't make fun of you too much. No. Okay, so we've got Wimbo. two. We've got we've got we've got two fullbacks and one bring back the option today. So uh, mark those off your bingo card. Um, okay, here's the thing. I'm gonna try and take this seriously. Okay. I do agree with one thing he said. Just that, one thing. He's on for five minutes. I, I, I'm trying to be a positive boy here. Nice. Um, the the offense has not had an identity. I agree with that. With with Scott Frost, they brought, like, you would think because he had a system, quote-unquote, he had an identity on offense. I don't think he did. I think he had some schemes that he liked. And when you're at Central Florida and you have better athletes than everybody else, just having some schemes that you like works. But I wouldn't have called Scott Frost a, a guy that had an identity on offense. So I agree with him there that nobody really asked the question and you wouldn't have had a good answer of, you know, Scott. They did early in his tenure, and yeah, by the end it was just a mess. Yeah, it was a, it just a smorgasbord of crap that he was throwing at the wall trying to figure something out. So mm-hmm. I will agree uh, with our guy Jim there that the identity has been lacking on offense. And listen, I even like some option concepts, right? But bringing back the triple option is not the answer here. I like offenses like uh, Gus Malzahn runs. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should bring back Gus Malzahn, but Our that's Gus. a really dynamic. Gus Bus. That's a really dynamic offense with option principles. I love Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. That's a really dynamic offense with option principles. And a lot of what they did at Oregon when it worked, which, by the way, Scott Frost didn't call any of those plays. Um, not in the Chip Kelly era. Not in the Chip Kelly era when it was actually working. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of option principles there, right? Mm-hmm. So option principles are healthy, and they they put the the, uh, the defense in a really tough spot. We're not going to do the bring back the triple option thing, okay? Like, that's not – we're not doing that here. It's just not a thing. Yeah. So we're not a service academy. Look, I, I would love for them to be a super physical football team, though. That's what I want to see. Yeah. and the, I've changed my tune. Like, give me that. Give me – That's, give me, to me, the – and the, the system actually doesn't matter. Yeah, I just want to be physical. I don't really care. Like, the, the thing that matters is to – Win the trenches. Like, have good lines on each side of the ball. That's your identity. Mm-hmm. Is Regardless of what you're doing anywhere else, if you win the battle at the line of scrimmage, you'll win, ba- you'll win football games. Mm-hmm. You just will, right? So I, that's the identity. Win at the line. And then build everything else out from there. That's fine. Uh, by the way, hooray for winners uh, points out, and he's right. Uh, they went to the natty with Frost calling plays. That's true in 2014. And uh, Isaac says 1620 is a liberal agenda station. I... Well, I don't even know how we got there today. I don't. I, I'm very confused because we don't want to run the option. 
I'm 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 confused as well. Back to the phones. I didn't realize physical and line play was for the libs. <laughs> Damn you, libs! You're always wanting the physical lines. Uh, Bob is up next. Hello, Bob. Yeah, hi. A couple observations. First of all, I think one of the things that left us with such a bad taste in our mouth was, you know, after Thompson got hurt, uh, you know, Mayor Johnson catches that pass. Yeah. It either goes for a big play or a touchdown. It was two plays later when Thompson got, you know, knocked out on third and eleven and really one of the first times we had bad pass protection in the first half. Then after that, it's just total lack of imagination. These Wimple must see these quarterbacks in practice, and the, and the fact that he can't come up with any plays that these guys can run, unless they're so bad they can't run any plays, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that goes to our poor quarterback uh, 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 procurement over the last several years, uh, backup quarterbacks. Uh, but if if Ramir Johnson catches that pass, you know the the first the defense played good enough to win the game. Uh, you know Illinois didn't just run up and down the field like over the years teams have. But after Thompson went out, you know the offense was just completely incapable of anything, and so it just the second half was as bad a football as you know we've ever seen around here uh, offensively, and so. You know, just bad karma. I thought, you know, they had a bye week. They put in some good schemes. And the first half, you know, some good things were happening. Uh, Thompson didn't execute some passes early on, and, and his percentage, completion percentage wasn't the best early on. But if, if Ramir Johnson catches that pass, I think we could have have a complete different uh, outcome. I mean, I don't know if we would have won, but I think we certainly could have could have won. Uh Based on the way things were going the first half, but after he went out, the, the, the offense just had no ability to, you know, barely even get a first down. How many first downs did we have in the second half? I believe three. It was th- okay. It was, it was three. three. Twenty-nine yards total offense and three first downs. And were those were some of those on penalty or all those achieved? Uh, I mean, it was pathetic. Uh, I don't have that so in front of me. Chuba but... had a three-yard run for a first down on their very first drive. Then they picked up. They didn't pick up any more first downs on that drive. Uh, not on that drive. Uh, man. Uh, they had a. They had. A, oh, never mind. That got called back. <laughs> no, you know what, uh, Robbie? I think it was just one first down. In the okay. Well, half. the internet lied to me then. I think it's just one, Bob. Well, yeah, and this is just you know, the the fact that our you know so st- obviously starting next year we better recruit some quarterbacks. I don't. Know if this guy from Massachusetts is going to come? Because I, I hope they don't bring Whipple back. I'm yeah. not a fan of his offense, but uh, and I can't imagine that a new coach would would keep him. Uh, and I wouldn't think Mickey Joseph would keep him if he, you know, stretch of the imagination got the job. But uh, I'd be stunned, agreed. But but anyway, it just I, I just have that point. If if Romero Johnson catches that pass because it was that same series, you know, they lost one yard on second down and then third and eleven. I remember thinking, oh, God, you know, just don't do anything stupid. And not only did some, you know, Thompson got, a, you know, made a, you know, he got hit while he was throwing and, and it just was a complete disaster. Uh, but anyway, it's, you know, it, that's, it, it ended up being what it was. But I think, you know, at least going in after the bye week, I think they did put together some good things. And it, it was totally dependent on Thompson being there. Um, and then once he was gone, I, I, the fact that the coaches don't have any, backup any plays for the backups you know any any there's no imagination to have some some package for bring smothers in and and, and do some wildcatting or 
you know, they would the other team would totally expect him to run. You know, even that'd be the play to shoot Palmer down deep when Smothers in, and, and you know they're expecting a run and do some kind of play action or uh, some kind of option. You know, drop back and you know, hopefully Palmer is you know streaking down the sideline. But they don't they don't have any imagination, and it's it's just sad. And if Thompson can't come back, then woe is us for the for the remaining uh, games that he's not in. Um, so anyway, uh, that's all I had to say. And uh, you guys, uh, you know, it's it's getting tougher and tougher to. To, to, to say go big red and, and, and not be sick after, uh, you know, after you say it. Uh, but anyway, I'll still say it, go big red. All right, thanks for the call, Bob. I think you hit on the point at the very end that is probably the most important. If they don't get Casey Thompson back, this season's going to, I mean, they're going to lose every game uh, out. Uh, Jordan points out they had a first down on a late hit after Chubba slid. That's two. I don't know the third. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't either. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find when they... I saw on Twitter. I just was going off a tweet. I so saw. that was that was okay. So that's that's the two. I think that's the two. You may maybe Ravi. The one that you saw was first downs after Casey got hurt. Uh, I my, it's that second half, but okay. Yeah, either way, they might have been counting the one that got called back on accident. Yeah, either way, not very good. Jed says halftime score was twenty to nine with us getting the ball to start the second half. Mickey did. Uh, did they w- said they went with Chuba because of passing. Did this staff panic? We set the tone on that first drive, and who knows? Yeah, it, that that was definitely the drive that could have, you know, made the game a little more interesting. And I'm I'm really surprised that they didn't go with Logan at any other point in the second half. I thought for a while because I was talking to people. Yeah. I thought okay, maybe he's just hurt. Maybe that's why we're not seeing him out there. Yeah, I thought that he may have hurt himself at the end of the first half uh, on those couple runs that they had. Mm-hmm. I would listen. It's an 11-point game with an entire half to play. There's no reason you have to throw the ball for the entire half. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have run a run-heavy offense with Smothers if that's what you wanted to do. Now, that may have been that may have been Mickey Joseph covering for the fact that Mark Whipple didn't want to run the ball. Perhaps. That sounds like something Mickey Joseph would do. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, so, he doesn't like bringing that stuff up. Well, and he doesn't throw people under the bus, right? Yeah, yeah more as if this would have been Frost, he would have thrown. He'd yeah, have been like, well, all, Whip said he wanted, Whip all, said Purdy was his guy. That was all Wimple. <laughs> Wimple. Wimbo's his guy. Wimbo, Wimbo. <laughs> I, welcome, uh, welcome. Bigger and overreaction as we continue to widen out. We're going to take some calls on the other side. Bigger and overreaction brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Also brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. And brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. We have one segment to go. That means that we have just a few calls left. We'll see if there are any odds and ends on the Twitter machine, in the text messages, and uh, I don't know, maybe the comment section on the YouTube. What do you think about that, Chance? There was a funny one a few minutes ago. Let's find that one real fast as I scroll. scroll. Man, the, the, the comment section on the YouTube is just it, it's it's popping. Uh, Chris says, what hurt more? Ramir Johnson dropping the ball or the ending of House of the Dragon? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Chance, it, thoughts? I'm going to say House of the Dragon. It hurt more. Did you see what Vagar did to that kid? Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. spoiler. Thank you. Uh, I didn't say what Vagar did. Yeah, that, was, that was... Spoilers, man. Tough look for the kid. Yeah, it's true. Tough look and tough look for all parties. Tough this, look for the Targaryens. If your kid has an eye patch, just be warned. Things will go bad. And if any of your kids out there have an eye patch, let us know. I'd love to know if any of your kids yeah, have. Yeah, let's... 
They don't have swords, do they? Don't yeah. see a lot of eye patches these days. You don't. I don't remember the last time I saw an eye patch. All right, we're going to come back and uh, wrap up the show. Uh, Isaac, Matt, Joe, and more. Stay right there. We'll get to you when we return here on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Cake. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.